We're happy to do it, and we're excited to have a conversation. So don't I love it. Like a rush. Okay. Well, hello, 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 hello. This yes. is episode number 31 with Truth Be Told Podcast. I'm your host, Britt. And today I have a lovely, like, I'm so excited, y'all. I have Mr. and Mrs. Marissa and Dean. How are you doing today? Good. Very good. How Very good, Brittany. Pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm glad to see you guys. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. mm, yes, it has. But I did listen to your podcast the other day and it was great. And I'm very excited that you're doing it. And uh, information is great. I loved uh, listening to the different people. So you're onto something. I think so. Well, thank you guys so much. I just want to let the audience know that this is Marissa. She's the one that actually pushed me to start where I'm at. She just said, push, push, push. She even helped me clear my limits and beliefs. Um, so I'm so thankful for Marissa and I'm so thankful for letting it's not me. She just pushes no, all the time. No, it's not. Thank you, Brittany. But I do think I do, you know, I, I listened to you about how you joined the book club that you were ready for it. You had heard Sean and then you, I listened to that whole thing and that was great. You know, you did this because you were ready. You were ready to That's change. Right. Yeah. And it was so funny. That you talked about this. Sorry for our dog. No, it's okay. That you started talking about this book. Because I don't know if you remember in book club, um, I hated this book. Yeah. And I was like, oh. But recently, all of a sudden, things started to click because it was with someone else. And I was like, oh, I get the book now. I told, And I started going back and rereading it. So when you said that, I was like, that's so funny that you know ah, the book. Yeah. yeah so I was like I actually picked this book because I do remember you saying you didn't like it, but I, I know you and Dean. I thought you told it she didn't like it. Is that it? <laughs> I did it on purpose, Dean. The book we're talking about, guys, this is, um, it's called How We Change by Dr. Ross Ellenhorn. I love this book. I actually, I'm not going to say I love it. I just love, like, as I read it again, like you said, Marissa, um, things are starting to click more to me as I grow and go within this growth mindset. So I'm excited about that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great. Great. Dean, what have you been doing, Dean? Have you been standing? Have you been behaving? Uh, well, behaving, that's a big question. I'm, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think there's something to be said about the camaraderie we had uh, in the book club. Mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, I think that that's a key component for me. I need to have, you know, more people in my life. Right. And, um, and I think I, this is a common thing, probably for some men, you know, they spend uh, years sometimes, uh, raising their children, you know, from an early age until they hit 16, 17, they begin to go to college right. and then, you know, you're focused on them so much that you realize, um, what else do you have going on? And this is particularly true. If you're so focused or consumed on starting a business as well. So there really isn't really much else you do. And um, I'm, I'm seeing that now. So I have to probably uh, spend more time exercising right. and uh, also more time uh, in self-discovery. Because I think uh, if, you, if you're focusing too much on your business, you're just absolutely going to go crazy, Brittany. Right, right. You're right. And then you already have the tools. 
I mean, you were doing it before in the book club. I, I miss you guys. I miss being around like-minded people. Um, I'm always like, Sean, what are you doing next? I'm not trying to see what you're doing, but I need you to make another book club or do something. Yes. But I know you always have to change and evolve, so I, I get that. I, I Marissa makes me write my goals every day on a card. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm, she's been making me do this. I'm up to day 45. And what you just said is true. I write to my goals that uh, my team, the people I surround me, that could be everybody, my family, my children, my relatives, my employees, and so on, the people who are my friends. Uh, we enjoy contributing in ways that lift up growth-minded individuals. And that's the like that you say when you say like-minded. Mm -hmm. uh, is their mind uh, wanting to grow? And that's it's clearly evident with you. And um, I... I would assume uh, other people got any podcasts so far. No, yes. I, I, I get a lot of uh, book clubbers because this type of um, this type of work or inner work mindset, a lot of people are not, it's not nothing that it's common for everybody. I mean, really, I told Sean when I first started, I didn't know what to expect with a book club. I'm like, what are you going to do, read? Like... <laughs> When I listened to that, that was so funny because in the beginning, in the very beginning, he used to read. Ah. He would read. Because yeah. He made yeah. you. He would make us read. Right. He's like, who wants to read this next chapter? And it's like, nobody said, nobody yeah. raised so it. He would just start reading. And then he would ask, you know, I could see, you know, we, he didn't know how it was going to go. But then it, you know, got steam and it went head and then it was great. But when you, I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's so funny because in the beginning, that's what he would do. He would read. <laughs> so it sounds like he challenged the group to like push forward and grow and, and, and hold them accountable um, to make sure that you do the work because he, could, he couldn't do all the work outside of, you know, the Zoom call. You have to do the work yourself. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like I like that with this book, it also gives you 10 reasons that you don't change. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's something in the book that I want to read to you guys. And then I, I want both of you guys to answer because we're talking about how do you change? And, and, and some people are, are like, really, can you really change? But the more I'm around, like I said, these type of people and just uh, watching my diet, which is more than what I eat, I'm starting to realize like, hey, you can change. You you. There's a such thing as a growth and a fixed mindset. So, so I'm excited. But this is what I'm going to read. So y'all listen. So it says, we all have something we want to change about ourselves. But whether it's quitting smoking, um, losing weight, large issues like developing more meaning and purpose in our lives. We feel a sense of failure when we don't succeed. This often sets off negative feelings, discouragement, and it makes it hard to change. The voice in your head tells you why. Tells us why bother. So my question to you guys is why do you bother? Uh, you know, you need to have a reason why, for sure. Um, in anything that you're uh, trying to achieve. So whatever that goal is, like you said, quitting smoking, a better relationship, uh, success in your business, um, dealing with whatever you're facing in life, you have to have a reason why. And um, it's like your purpose, right? Knowing what your purpose is. Um, 
because it'll be difficult no matter what uh, along the way, because all change is difficult. And uh, that reason why you're doing it has to be strong enough to overcome that difficulty, that challenge. I love so that. I think it's better to ask uh, also, not better, but I think that's important to know your why, certainly. But I think it's important to recognize that your mind, uh, because it's, you know, its whole job is to protect us, mm-hmm. protect it, right? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. You know, you're going to like get laughed at and that'll feel bad. You know, our mind is so insidious in that it can make us feel like, you know, why bother? It's so difficult and it's, it's not worth it. And it will make us, it'll convince us <laughs> not to do it. And we're like, yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Well, because it's our mind and that's the right. beauty of the mind. So you should recognize that that's what it's doing it. Love your mind for telling you no, but tell your mind, I'm not going to do it. Thank you very much. You know, it's like J-Lo when she said, I want to thank all the people who said I couldn't do it. I want to thank all the people Listen to who this. said to my face and behind my back that I wasn't good enough. I want to thank you. Do you remember she said that recently in one of the awards? Yeah. Right. That's what yeah. you got to do. Thank your mind for telling me I can't do it, but that's just going to make me want to do it more. Right, right. It's, it, it depends on where you are. When when you think of that question, Marissa, what what the what comes to mind for you? Um. So I do think it is part of your why, but I also. So this was my issue with the book because I love to change. I never not want to change. I want to change all the time. But then I started when I started seeing it with other people, and then I actually saw it with myself where I don't change. Um. I think the reasons, the the good reason to do it is because it makes you more fulfilled. And I think it's not just happiness. For me, it's fulfillment. Because when you feel fulfilled, you feel alive, you feel purposeful, you feel like you're getting the things that you really feel like you were put here for an, to make an impact on. So that's, for me, that's kind of my why. That's evolution. Like, I don't, I want to be better. I don't want to be the person that's not achieving the things that I want to do. So whatever they may be, but um, no, I lost my train of thought. I forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say? I can't remember. I can't. So the reason you have to have your why, right? But you were talking about one of some of the reasons why you didn't like this book until you recognize that you know it's some of the reasons why you don't change. Yeah, and then I was like, oh. Because I was reading that. Thing That's why about, I said you like the book. See how the brain is. You don't like, like this book. I actually it's like true. I think that's down. It's not good. True. Don't read this book. See how the brain is. Yeah. And then she was like, "Fuck you, brain." I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I love you know, because I think the part where he talks about having like these big goals, right? Mm-hmm. But the insult of the small steps. All of a sudden, there was a little light bulb, and I was like, "Oh." That's me. So I was like, I was like, oh my god! I think that so. So you can make small steps, and right. our brain—I don't mean to say how insidious it is—it really wants to just protect us, right? And it will say, oh, look, why bother making those small steps? It makes you feel bad. It makes you feel guilty. I remember guilt was a key point to this book, mm-hmm. and that uh, guilt and remorse and shame figure prominently in the reasons why we convince ourselves, our brain convinces us not to change. 
Right. And sometimes it's like we're standing in the gap and it's, it's that re restraint force that we we're dealing with, like where we're at and where we want to be. And right. yes. if you don't uh, like recognize that, then you can definitely spiral into a negative, you know, a negative way because you don't understand what the brain is doing. Like you said, Dean, it's there to protect us as well. And yes. there. Um, when it comes to marriage life, how do you guys, how have you changed since you first said, I do? Ooh. And then how do you struggle with some of the things that you haven't changed with? Oh, boy, did we change. Marriage <laughs> yeah. is hard work. It is hard. And you have to, uh, to make it work, you know, you do have to change. Right. Right. And, um, I'm asking y'all because I'm a newlywed and I know y'all been married for some time and y'all have a little bit of wisdom, not a little bit, a lot. And I and I remember a lot of talking to Marissa and, and, and just being real. Dean's going to tell it like it is. So that's yes. why I asked you that question. <laughs> there you go. And in marriage, I tell it like it is. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, are we what are we You know, I think you, you got to communicate. Right. Um, absolutely begins with the ability and willingness to uh, um, and even remind yourself to uh, to communicate and to talk to the other person. Collaborate. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you begin to like make an assumption. Yeah, assumptions They are know bad. what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to like the worst. That's you got to really just uh, be uh, able to talk. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, it's two-way stream. My wife says all the time, you got to listen. It's a two-way. It's two-way. It's two-way conversation. Conversation is a two-way. <laughs> My mom's always <laughs> telling me, Dean, she just tells me to shut up. She's like, Brittany, just shut up. Because you just... <laughs> Cause I talk too much sometimes. My foot. Gets you know what? I think you're pretty good. Sometimes I like my mother-in-law to say "shut up." Sometimes. <laughs> when it comes to you, Marissa, what do you think of like as far as how how have you changed since you guys first said "I do"? And what I are have, some things that you still stay the same as that you want to change? Um. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're okay. But I was like, yes, I have changed. Um. You know what? I think uh, when I came into the marriage, I definitely had certain guidelines or beliefs of what I thought should be. And uh, I didn't want to budge on some of my beliefs, but I definitely have, um, I didn't like order at all. I didn't, I was never on time. I didn't like order. I didn't like a plan. And throughout time, I kind of learned that I gain certain things from Dean that made me more organized and I understood the reason for it and how it can make your life better. So, but it took a long time. It took us, there was like a lot of love there, but there was a lot of different ideas. So Dean comes from a family that's very regimented mm -hmm. and I came from a, a chaotic family. So yeah. both kind of little by little, understood that we both had to give a little and I think it ended up in a much better place and even though there's I still have a problem with planning um, <laughs> but I'm better than I used to be definitely better than I used to be um, and I definitely have a more open mind and I'm willing to listen out to some ideas and try and be better in that way I would say that's true and I would say that's true of you too 
Definitely. Yeah. So the communication is really important and it's got to be two way. But uh, what makes it work is um, the second, you know, you got to communicate, but you also have to trust. Right. Yeah. Uh, because, um, you know, sometimes what people are going to say to you is, again, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Or you have these mechanisms that are set up in your brain to say, oh, that's bad what they're telling you. Right. Don't right. do don't do what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Don't plan more. Planning is bad. It's true. That's true. Because right. you grow up a certain way and then you're like, it's trying to control me. Yeah, so so fuck that, fuck that. I'm not gonna fucking do what you want me to do, you know, whatever it is. So, so, so you gotta trust. You're gonna say, like, I'm only I'm saying this because I love you. Right. You know, we need to like make a reservation tonight for dinner. <laughs> you know, or you know, plan out that you know budget, or be flexible if right. things don't go according to te- to plan. To be okay with it too, like not to get you know angry about it or freaked out about it. So yeah, that's my issue. I think it, I should because I come from the extreme. Right. So where I was like, you know, if it didn't work out the way I thought it needed to work out, then I would get depressed. So. Um, so how do you deal with that now, Dean? Um, you guys work together, and I know that there are like many hats when you work together because you have to respect each other's role. How do you guys do that as far as with where one's weaker, where stronger, or like with the planning? Like you know, Marissa, she says she struggles with what what mechanism do you use when you're working together? <laughs> what do you mean you didn't do that? <laughs> you didn't plan that? I told you. <laughs> How are we doing it? No. <laughs> I love you. Um, well, it's just the two components. Um, uh, first off, there's nothing inherent about our business or any business, I believe, that would preclude a husband, a wife, or family member, or close friends of working together. Just because, for example, the two of you, uh, I don't know, like water skiing. That doesn't mean necessarily that you guys would have a great business uh, involving water skiing or something like that. It ultimately re- uh, rests on the fact of whether you communicate, whether you trust and each other. And the other side of it is if you're trusting, then you can say you can just let it go. If the other person says something is not cool with you or whatever, um, you just let that go. You got to let it go. And uh, sometimes it means I'm saying I'm sorry by the other person or the other person needs to say I'm sorry, whatever it is. You just move past it quickly as, as quickly as possible. Okay. So if you're communicating, which makes the relationship work, any kind of relationship, a coworker or a husband and wife that are working together, communication, trust, and then let it go as quickly as possible. If you've got those three things, then it doesn't matter what business it is, water skiing, high tech, low tech, um, you'll get through it. You'll be able to work together. I love that. I love how you said let it go. Are you good at letting it go, Marissa? Easy. Okay. So easy for me to let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting there, but I'm not completely there yet. <laughs> it takes a while. With, but, you in, know, in your relationship with your in my new relationship husband? with my husband, like and just even any in general, I think I'm getting better with people outside of my relationship just because. I'm growing and certain things. It's just like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care. But my husband is a, is a thorn. So he can say he something. Can he can, like if there was an issue. He holds on. He just gave the yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. 
he know how to he knows well he doesn't try to push my buttons but he can hurt my feelings anybody else can say it and i'm gonna it's gonna be like whatever but if he says it, it i i it just hurts me to the core. I, I won't let it go, Marissa. I'll hold on to it. I'll be talking about it like three days later. Like you hurt my feelings. Like <laughs> I think it's good to say that you hurt my feelings, as as, as to communicate, mm-hmm. to say what it is. But I think you also have to know it's that assumption thing, right? I don't think when anybody says that only in like anger you, you want to hurt the other person, but you know that's just an anger. So I always know that's not real. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, but. If they if uh, if they say it, they're not intending to hurt your feelings. Maybe it just comes out the wrong way. Maybe it's supposed to be coming out another way, but they didn't mean it. That I, you know, you never know. Right. So you know, and and it is a work in progress. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. There is no perfect. There's truth to you. Communi- again, the first component is communicating. It is important to say to you that hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yes. But do not do do not wait three days to tell them that. <laughs> you know, because that's fucked up, right? Just like yeah. that said, right? Right. And then, you know, if he doesn't get it, third time, immediately, you know, remember I told you this. And then if it gets to the third time, um, you know, then you can, then you can wait three days. I love the <laughs> like, when I'm mad, I'm like, boom, right? <laughs> I'm mad. I, I do need, I do tell Dean, I was like, I need like time. So I, I like need like an hour, two hours. I need to go blow off steam. Right. And then I can come back and I'm like, okay, all right. And then this is what you did. I didn't like this. And and then he might say, you know, that's not what I meant. I meant this. So it kind of goes. Yeah, like but that. she's stewing for three hours. Can we just. No, that? it's not that I'm stewing. It's not that I'm stewing. Productive. It's I need, need to make a plan. I can't. I can't. Like I can't, you can't go turn it on and that. turn it off. Sometimes when you're so mad and you're in that moment, I get that part, Marissa. Like it's just like give me a moment. Let me yeah. just get just, right. It's, it's just a moment, and then I'll come back. And I'm still mad, but I'm okay now. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings me to chapter six. I I was gonna it. This book also talks about 10 reasons why we don't change. Um, right. In chapter six, it says no change, no pain. Um, and the three the three reasons why we don't change, I want to talk about, and I just want to get you guys' opinion on it. Um, the first one is staying the same protects you from your aloneness and accountability. The second one is staying the same protects you from the accountability of what's next. And the third one that will briefly discuss is staying the same protects you from the unknown. Mm. When you think of those three and reasons why some people don't change, what comes to mind for you, Dean and Marissa? <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to uh, speak solely for Marissa, but That's you said it a second ago. Um, we were going through the book. And feeling uncomfortable. Right you know, you have to get to the point where you're feeling uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's the same as the first, no pain, no gain, but um, we, we all like want to have a certain degree of certainty. That's why we don't like change. They're even So success is, you know, in direct proportion of your ability to handle an uncertainty, right. not knowing where sometimes the money's going to come from. Um, not knowing 
certain things, but also uh, being uncomfortable, whether it's not knowing and being uncomfortable and not knowing or being uncomfortable uh, talking with someone on a topic that might seem a, uh, of conflict with you. And, and if you don't like conflict, if you try to avoid conflict, um, you need to change that. You change that by being a little bit more uncomfortable sometimes with the conversations you have with, with right. people, even if they have a, uh, a, an air of conflict about them. That's you my know. hardest thing. So uh, get uncomfortable, uh, particularly in the ways you're communicating, because you're going to only build bridges. And if that person can't, you know, you know, meet you halfway, you're going to have to go the whole way. Right. And don't worry about it. So sometimes you're going to have to say you're sorry, even if you're not sorry. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> but if the other person can't do that, they can't meet you halfway. And uh, if your reason, your reason is worth it. If you're, uh, if you know your why, if your why is worthy and that's important, you will go the distance and build that whole bridge and say you're sorry, even if you felt like it wasn't your fault or whatever, uh, or your view. Um, just say, I'm sorry we ended up like that. You really hurt me. Uh, I'm sorry uh, if I made you have to lash out with me that way. Um, but again, put it behind you, build that bridge, and you know, chalk it up as a win in the communication department. I love that. I love how you keep saying, keep going, keep moving. Just uh, when, when you're self-aware of these attributes, then you can, like you said, build that bridge and continue to move forward. Um, but for, for you, Marissa, how do you feel as far as, you know, being alone or or holding yourself accountable and to, to piggyback off what Dean said? I love to be alone. Yeah. She was, not listening. she was reading a book. I, no, a no, no. I was trying to see where the It's a book. I know, I know. I listened to him all day. So I thought I knew what he was saying. But um, um, no, I was trying to find where the, the question was because I was like, what was the question just she said? I didn't remember what it was. But then I started, I got lost in the book. So. <laughs> Brittany, I'm so glad someone is witnessing this. I love it. I love it. Wow. No, I just read something that sounded sounded so that totally like I loved what it said. But um, oh, so this is what I was thinking, and I don't know if this relates to what you just asked, but this was one of the things. But when you do something to improve ourselves, it's like we're caught in the beam of a flashlight, exposed as the living authors of our experience. Once we've uncovered. Uh, as master of our own fate, the jig is up. And that's kind of like, that's the scary thing. Like it's that, it's that seesaw between I'm going to do it. I'm committed. And then like when things, when you're really going out there to do those things, like you don't oh, who, do I, who do I think I am? <laughs> Whoa, I'm gonna go right back. And uh, yeah, it's going to, we're going to talk about it, but then I'm not going to do it sort of thing. Um, and I think it does. It's just very, very scary. It's, mm -hmm. and you have to, but, and then it ties back into some of the other books. I, I do understand the reasons why we don't change. Right. It was very hard to break. It's glitching. Mm -hmm. Like you're always glitching. Like you're always trying to be that other person and then you go back. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like until you can really elasticize yourself out of there, you're stuck. So, Elasticize. Yeah, you know, like a rubber band. Like a rubber band back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Like you can't. So that's the thing for me. 
and and I notice it like in even in my kids, like some of my kids. Yeah. Go, go, go. And then they they it's almost like they have to go back to who they think they are, their identity. And they can't get out of that rut, that groove that they're in to jump out of it, sort of thing. That's so scary that you even though Dean was talking and I know you were just doing your thing, it you still it still came all the way back together. As far as it's because you're used to it, you just I'm sure you can talk to Dean while you're asleep, like you can pretty much regurgitate what he's saying. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, What? What did you say? When you think of um, a reason like why people don't change, you know, as far as protecting their self and not wanting to know the like the next step in the unknown um how have you overcome that because you guys are growing you guys are, are doing well and your family's doing well how do you overcome that for for people who who really don't know how to do that well um you know for a long time and i still agree with this but i did i do feel like you need to understand where it comes from um that's true we uh in other books we've read together we've learned about the programming Mm -hmm. of um you know our parents were very well meaning but the Mm -hmm. people around us that teacher you had that you you know you liked and then the teacher said you know you're not very good at math and then but the truth of it is maybe she didn't really understand what she was or he was saying that day but you took it to heart and now you've, you know, you've got a lifelong echo in your head that you're not good at math. And the truth of it is you probably could be good at math. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to know that these limiting beliefs that we have, that our mind uses in these ways to protect us, you know, don't do that math job. Don't do that job where you'll be more math, even if you could possibly make more money, um, whatever. Um, you know, it's worthwhile to understand this, that they come from places, but don't make that your badge. Don't be always saying, well, I, uh, you know, I know now, you know, it was because Miss McGillicuddy said I was not very good at math. And if you keep saying that, well, then you're going to fucking never get out. You're going to break that last if you keep going back to it because it's your life story. Right. So it's important to understand where it comes from and that it's a programming and then once you identify it, then back, you know, wrap it up, put it in a, in a box, and forget about it, and move on. Right? right. Change the story. Thank you. Change the story. So there are a lot of people who spend a lot of time, you know, whatever method they use, reading books or going to therapy or whatever. You know, they analyze, analyze, analyze. And I know I did it. I used to analyze. I was like, oh, this is my grandfather said this. My grandma, blah blah. My father. And um. It was good for me to know and to learn, but then I had to just move on. Right. And uh, so I would encourage that. If that's a lesson I can give to anybody, uh, know that it's programming. Know that it's your brain just trying to protect you. It's what the amygdala, amygdala or whatever it is, does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, own it and then move on. Let it go. Yeah, I love that. I, I needed to hear that today. I, that's why I'm letting you talk, Dean. And I need Marissa's... I think you're a ringtone with me saying, own it, let it go. Own it, let it go. <laughs> own it, let it go. 
My dad used to tell me that all the time. I always had a chip on my shoulder. I don't know where I got that from, but he would always say, Brittany, let it go. Let it go. Was yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Marissa? Do you have any intake? I know Ding said a mouthful. Um, is there anything that you can say before I let you guys go? Is there anything you can say? to my younger girls and even just younger people just trying to grow and empower those women to become whoever they want to be and how can they change? What, what, what can you say today? Well, okay. So there's so many things, but uh, I, I'll tell you exactly what I tell my kids. Um, and, and the one thing that has changed for me a lot is faith. Mm -hmm. uh, not that I wasn't uh I've always believed there's something else, but it wasn't something that I really tapped into as much or believed, really believed that I'm handing it over. I mean, I believe that you're going to help me or, or that, you know, there's power that anything can tap into that and you can be able to use that to have the faith that it's already done. Right. All I have to do is just show up. And show up well, but show up. And I think for my kids, I tell them, you do have to own it. Change your story. You can make up any story you want to be, anything. And all you have to decide is decide it, but then you've got to put in that work. And you got to put in that work, and you got to put in that work. Because if you don't put in the work, you don't become the person you need to do to be able to handle that responsibility. Right. And you do have a responsibility. Everybody has a responsibility. Do not let the world go without your gifts in the world. It's so important to understand that. Everybody contributes. And you want to be able to, you know, part of being able to work and do your things too is you got to have, understand that you're going to make an impact. Like we're not just going to, we don't just have a business. We have employees. We have people depend on us. We have customers who you know customer service is so important because it, it can ruin your day and if it ruins my mother's day it ruins my day so <laughs> it's important yeah so but so that's so whatever you're doing you have no idea of what kind of impact you're going to have but you've got to show up right so and you have all the tools inside you don't have to be like everybody else but you definitely have to like show up do your thing believe in yourself and you cannot take it personal. Your parents didn't, you know, they are who they are. Your friends are who they are. People are always going to, there's always going to be people that say bad things to you. And there's going to be people that say great things to you. But if you look for that external voice to give you your power, it's not going to happen. You have to find it within. That's like the most important thing. I love it. You guys are awesome. You really need to like do something with the kids or something. I this is what I needed. I didn't do it just for the audience. I did it for me. <laughs> but I have two, I have two riddles for you guys before I let you go. And then I'll let you enjoy your evening. Okay. Uh -oh. I heard this on the radio the other day and I said, I've got to ask Marissa and Dean this. I thought it was funny. So the first one is um what goes up and down but doesn't move. That goes up and down. But doesn't move. Doesn't move. Hmm. 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 I don't know. Lately, it's been the market. 
Marco doesn't show you here. Goes there on Wall Street, but it doesn't go up and down. Marissa, do you have an idea? No, I'm not. Riddles are not my best. <laughs> Mine either. It's stairs. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I love that. I know. That's I thought it was funny. Funny. <laughs> it's a good okay. one. And the second one is. What is something that you use? No, what is something that you have to break first before you use? Oh, I think I heard this one. Uh, break before you use. Before you use. A seal? An egg. Yep. <laughs> it didn't like, um, I've heard that one before. <laughs> I had three, but I can't remember the third one. But thank you guys. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Guys, you definitely can catch Marissa. I know she's on Facebook and Instagram under Marissa Bartlett. And I don't think Dean's on social media, but that's okay, Dean, because you're not missing anything. Um, <laughs> I'm off the grid. Brittany, I have to say, I love I love what you're doing. I'm so happy you're doing Yes, girl. You're, you are. And you look great. Glowing, you look fantastic. Glowing. Thank you, you are in your element. And Thank you are you. doing the thing. And I'm so, so happy for you. I'm so proud of all your work. And we were so excited to be here for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for saying yes. Dean, you be good tonight. And I'm going to keep <laughs> up with you guys, Marissa. You know, I'll be What is wrong with me? <laughs> but I'm in marriage. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Keep it's the spice nice. going. Right, yeah, Thank you keep the spice going too. I'm very excited yes, for you as important. a newlywed and your cameraman back there, wherever he is. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Brittany. <laughs> he won't show, but thank you. Thank you, guys. I am going to sign out. This is episode number 31 with How We Change and 10 Reasons We Don't. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>